0: um if you were given the chance to write an autobiography what would you begin your first paragraph with why <laughs> hey guys welcome back and thanks for joining me i'm sherry your host and you are listening to from the dark side podcast This story is about the tragic life and death of a popular guy from the 90s. Shannon Hoon was the singer of Blind Melon and they were all over the airwaves during that time. Shannon left us at the age of only 28. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. My sources are listed in the description area. You may notice that this one is shorter than usual and I'll be completely honest with you guys i remember blind melon on the radio and watching the videos on mtv when i was a teenager but i can't say i was a huge fan of them i really dug the interactions that shannon had with guns N' roses i remember seeing him in the don't cry video before he uh, got famous and wondering who he was i usually cover true crime cases and disappearances and it's rare that i do biography type of coverage What I'm getting at is that I didn't really feel a connection with this one like I did when I covered Lane Staley and Dead from Mayhem. I think part of the reason is that I just know Shannon as the singer from Blind Melon, and I dug their music when it came on the radio, but I never attended any shows or felt a personal connection like I did with the others. I can't read off my credentials here. My only connection is that I used to watch their videos and listen to their music on the radio. I never even owned their CD. I enjoyed learning about Shannon though, these last couple weeks, and he was an interesting guy for sure. But I feel like I'm presenting it to you as an outsider. And for this reason, I almost trashed it, but I decided to release it anyway. This is the story of Shannon Hoon. I think of Shannon Hoon and the first words that come to mind is hippie. He wore flannels and he frolicked in fields. He was like a free spirit, but I can't call him a hippie. Shannon himself said, I hate the word hippie. I hate a lot of people and hippies don't do that. Richard Shannon Hoon was born the youngest of three children to parents Nell and Richard. Nell was a bar manager and Richard was a bricklayer. Now, Shannon chose to go by his middle name so there wasn't any confusion between him and his dad, Richard. So I'll refer to him as Shannon. He was born in lafayette indiana but raised in a, a nearby town called dayton and that's dayton indiana not dayton ohio this is a rural country area his parents had to drive him 15 miles each way to school every day shannon being a kid growing up in the middle of nowhere spent a lot of time outside playing with his older brother and sister shannon was big into karate as a kid often traveling to different uh, states for competitions In high school, he was a member of the football team, the wrestling team, and he was a pole vaulter. His parents really had their hands full with this kid. Shannon was super popular and made a lot of friends. He grew up listening to the Beatles, Bob Dylan, and the Grateful Dead. In my opinion, he got a lot of influence from the Grateful Dead. He started dating a woman named Lisa Krause when he was just 17. These two would become a long-term couple all the way up until his death. Shannon did get into trouble at times as a teen and had a couple of arrests. He was also known not to take any shit from anyone. Someone says something smart to Shannon, he'd fire right back. This was also around the time of his parents' divorce. This was like a pivotal moment for him. He went from being this jock type teenager to a rock and roller. Shannon graduated from McCutcheon High School in 1985. This was around the same time he was playing with a local band called Stiff Kitten. They were popular as a glam metal band, but only really like locally. And Shannon had bigger dreams. So Shannon moved to Los Angeles during his late teenage years. While in Los Angeles, he meets two musicians named Brad Smith and Roger Stevens. They decide to form a band. Two more musicians joined as well. Their names are Christopher Thorne and Glenn Graham. Shannon could sing really well and he made the perfect frontman for the group. They got the name Blind Melon from one of the band members' dads who referred to pot-smoking hippies as Blind Melons. There was someone else Shannon met in Los Angeles who was a megastar who helped Shannon get on his feet. A man by the name of Axl Rose. If you know me at all, I'm like the biggest Guns N' Roses fan ever. I've been, they've been my favorite band since I was 10 years old. Axl Rose is the singer for this band so this is exciting for me to talk about (laughs) axel rose grew up in lafayette indiana the same area as shannon and his family shannon's older sister was friends with axel in high school and she still kept in touch with him even when he moved to los angeles and got famous so she reaches out to him and she says look my kid brother just moved out there he's trying to make it as a rock star just keep your eye on him if you can axel not only kept his eye on him but invited him to live with him this is huge for Shannon. Guns N' Roses in the 80s and early 90s were the beginning of their mega stardom. Shannon performed vocals on their hit, Don't Cry, even performing in the music video. Shannon and Axel became good friends and Shannon was Axel's shadow for a while. Many, including myself, feel that Axl Rose helped give Blind Melon a push into stardom. Everyone wanted to know who this younger guy was hanging out with Guns N' Roses all the time. Guns N' Roses allowing Blind Melon to open for them was a huge step. And once Shannon came on stage while Guns N' Roses were playing and brought pizza out for the band, there's 50,000 people in the crowd and Shannon is stark naked, which is hilarious. Christopher Thorne, who is the guitarist for Blind Melon said, quote, We were really fucking grateful. Axel was really good to us. People try to get me to say shit about Axel, and I can't say anything about him other than he might be batshit crazy, but he was lovely to us and he helped our career so much and he was always so fucking cool to us," end quote. It was around this time Blind Melon released a four song demo, which was heard by Capitol Records, who gave them a $500,000 contract. They released an album which was self-titled Blind Melon. They toured as an opening act for Lenny Kravitz, Soundgarden, Guns N' Roses, and The Rolling Stones. They really broke open in 1993 when they released the video for No Rain. Everyone loved the B-Girl in the video. If you mention B-Girl to anyone who was alive in the 90s, they'll immediately know that this is the Blind Melon video. Her name is Heather Delouch, and she was only nine years old in the video. The video depicts her as a a little girl who was dressed up in a bee costume she's made fun of and laughed at but eventually she meets up with this colony um, of people dressed in bee costumes as well she became the symbol for outcasts and outsiders looking for belonging and we all loved her but the music behind the video was filled with melodic mellow guitar and flawless vocals it was a very simple song and people just loved it The song became their biggest hit and blind melon is now known around the world but it was also around this time that whispers are going around that shannon was using drugs eventually it's clear they aren't just rumors shannon had a full-blown drug addiction he was arrested several times during this period and was in and out of rehab his band members say he had been doing drugs since the days he lived in indiana At one point, he was arrested for indecent exposure while on tour at a stop in Vancouver for urinating on fans while performing. He literally stood on the stage and just started pissing back and forth on the front row. I don't care if it's art or whatever, that shit is gross. But Shannon was in full-blown addiction at this point, and as part of his sentence, Blind Melon had to play a charity show as community service. I thought about that, because I'm like, well, Shannon's the one being sentenced here, but the whole band has to play the show, so whatever. But I'm sure they enjoyed themselves. He was arrested a separate time for fighting with security guards at the 1994 American Music Awards show shannon became disruptive during the taping of the show remember they're filming this live for abc (laughs) he kicked and punched officers while being taken out and once he was in the police car he tried to kick out the back window once he got to the police station he spat on the detective who was interviewing him and he ripped a phone off the wall blind melon did not end up winning the best new artist award it went to stone temple pilots instead Shannon was charged with battery, two counts of battery on a police officer, one count of assaulting a police officer, resisting arrest, disturbing the peace, and for damaging telephone equipment. Blind Melon performed at Woodstock 94, and Shannon comes out wearing his girlfriend's dress and barrettes in his hair. I love this because back in 1994, society wasn't as progressive as it is now. Shannon was accepting of others and didn't give a shit what anyone thought of him. Just like Kurt Cobain, he wore a dress to symbolize a fuck you to everyone. He did an amazing job during this show, but he was taking, like, industrial-grade LSD the whole time. He's clearly tripping hard. I watched the videos today, and you can definitely tell. But he managed to nail the whole set. Shannon and the band went on tour in 1995. They've got a second album now, entitled Soup. This one didn't hit quite the same for fans, though. But they're playing shows every two to three days and touring along just fine. Now, during this time, Shannon's girlfriend, Lisa, who is now his wife, is pregnant and gave birth to their daughter, Nico, Blue, in July of 1995. Shannon was ecstatic and was ready to be a dad to little Nico Blue. He knows he has to get clean and ends up going to rehab. He, for the first time, is serious about getting clean. The record label Blind Melon was a part of even hired a drug counselor to accompany Shannon everywhere. He didn't last long, though. Shannon kind of made it clear that he wasn't welcome there and it was really awkward having him around. They had a show in Houston at a place called Numbers on October 20th, 1995. This gig didn't go so well. Shannon appeared to be on drugs again, and he was pretty sloppy. The crowd wasn't really happy with it, and Shannon struggled through most of the set. The band leaves that Houston gig on their tour bus and heads to New Orleans, since they have a show there the next day. I had to look this up because I thought Houston, Texas to New Orleans would be like 24 hours worth of driving, but it's really only about six hours. Shannon was said to have been doing cocaine the whole ride, and once they arrive in New Orleans, Shannon hops off the tour bus and starts walking the streets looking for more drugs. At some point in the night, he got back on the tour bus and climbed into one of the bunk beds and went to sleep. The next day, the band's sound engineer goes in and tried to wake him up for sound check for the show they were having that night, but Shannon was unresponsive. They call emergency services, and paramedics make their way onto the tour bus, and he is pronounced deceased. His official cause of death was cocaine overdose. He was 28 years old with a wife and a three-month-old daughter. Shannon's body was brought back to his former town in Indiana, where he was laid to rest. Fans across the world mourned for him. It was a sad day in music. Shannon's music career was still early. He could have grown much bigger as a musician and gotten clean and it's unfair that he's gone at such a young age. Blind Melon released an album of unreleased tracks called Nico in 1996. They named it after Shannon's young daughter and the proceeds from the album sales were placed in a college trust for her. That's a really cool thing for them to do. Little Nico is now 27 years old today and a musician herself. Shannon had documented the last few years of his life through a camcorder that was a gift from his mom. He filmed everything, even up until hours before his death. This would eventually be made into a documentary about his life, which is amazing because it's all told by Shannon himself. The name of the documentary is All I Can Say and it was released in 2019. And a lot of critics say it's well done and brilliantly executed. I have not seen it, but I plan to. Shannon was 28 when he died. He's been dead as long as he was alive. I struggle with this knowing he would only be 56 today. A man by the name of Zach Joshua Rose came forward in 2018 on Instagram and says, "'Hey, guess what everyone? "'I attended Blind Melon's final show in Houston "'on October 20th, 1995 at the Numbers Club. "'This was hours before Shannon's death. I was only a teenager back then. I actually took a bunch of photos that night on a disposable camera that I had to sneak into the venue and I wanna share them all with you. He posted 10 photos from the show and there's clear images of Shannon on stage. This was amazing because they hadn't really been shared with anyone publicly until then and it gives us a glimpse of Shannon's final hours. Shannon Hoon is buried at Dayton Cemetery His grave is inscribed with the words he had once written when he was only 18 years old, which became their song called Change. They read, I know we can't all stay here forever, so I want to write my words on the face of today before they paint it. At the end of the day, Shannon was a man wrestling with so many vices. I feel like towards the end of his life, he really wanted to get better. He was trying for his wife and daughter, but his demons won in the end. Rest in peace, Shannon.